Hey guys, a quick word from our sponsor, Liquid IV. They have been a savior for me because you guys probably all hear me talk about this on the podcast, that I am horrible at drinking water. I really am. And what you probably don't even realize, it's the winter months now, we get even more dehydrated because we don't even notice the symptoms. So when you're cold, it just makes it harder to spot. So thankfully, these guys came around because the beautiful thing is what I would have to drink for two to three bottles of water, now I just have to do one. And it tastes good. So they have three amazing flavors and you can pick one and you just put it in 16 ounces of water and it tastes great. So for me, who just struggles with drinking water, this has actually made the experience so much more enjoyable. And not only that, it's providing five essential vitamins, more vitamin C. So in the winter with flu season, it has really helped keep me healthier. So now, here's the fun stuff. You get 25% off when you go to liquidiv.com and you use the code DENTALKS at checkout. Now, let's make that all caps. DENTALKS, all caps. That's 25% off anything that you order from Liquid IV's website. So again, go to liquidiv.com, enter the promo code DENTALKS, and save 25%, and then you get better hydration like me. That's liquidiv.com, promo code DENTALKS. So don't wait. Go there now and start properly hydrating right this moment. Welcome to Den Talks. This is Tal Rabinowitz. I'm your host and founder of Den Meditation. I have been trying to get this interview for like a year and a half. Part of it's because she lives far away and we wanted to do it in person. But finally, the day is here. Lisa Lister is in the house. She has kind of become the leader of this like new... I even hate saying a women's movement because she would hate that too because she's not about male versus female at all. But she has done all this amazing work in the study of kind of what has been stripped away from women from so long ago and the fact that just our birthright and what we come to earth with, with this womb and this cycle has been ignored and we've been suppressed and there's so much information within that, whether it be your intuition lives there, whether it be your psychic ability is living in there, whether it just be the ability to just be more in tune. And so she has this whole amazing, I don't even want to say philosophy because it's scientific as well, but these teachings that teach us as women how to get back in touch because if you can live with your cycle and understand it, you would just be so much more successful and happy. And the unfolding and the depth that you can go into of knowledge about yourself and what you need to be doing in this earth is huge. Now, I know this sounds all female, 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 and it is a very heavy female episode. So you women, get your notebooks out. It's going to be a lot. But it is really amazing and fascinating for men too because you're all associated with women in some shape or form. And we do talk about kind of what's going on with you know the patriarchy. And she's very clear that that not is about being boys. It's just about the system that has happened and it has suppress just so much of how women are supposed to behave and we are literally working antithetically to how we are created. This is such an awesome episode because the mix of just kind of your body and the spirituality and the depths of what we are capable of come out. And she, also she's just fun and you're going to love her, her Irish accent. And she's just a blast. So enjoy her. I hope you like it. Please go to our Facebook group and let us know because there's so much to uncover and her practice is amazing. And I suggest all women start doing it. I mean, it's just like five minutes. You can do it every day and the information that eventually when you get into it more that you will start getting about who you are and what you need to be doing will be huge. I hope you enjoy it. Because it's been bonkers. 
<laughs> I mean, and the whole kind of astrology has been batshit, so there's a good chance. I know. All right, you're good with astrology. I, I mean, I'm an enthusiast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an enthusiast. But, like, what does that mean? Like, what's the difference? Just you, meaning you don't consider yourself You know, something like training or, like, you know, I've got a mama who is who was... Um, like a sky reader, so she would read the sky, so she would understand. Like, and that's what she, well, it was called in our tradition. I'm from kind of a line of travelers. Um, I know, I want to get into this. So, I mean, you are we rolling? Cool. Awesome. So, let's just keep cool. chatting. Wait, so you're first of all, sky reading, start there. <laughs> I know, right? Isn't and then I want to go into thing, and then we'll move on to other stuff because I know you've Thanks. talked so much about witch lately. So, we'll talk about some other stuff because I know, I know, I know. And maybe we'll tap <laughs> I mean, into that. It's fine. It's it all cool. combines. I mean, all it's of your all books cool. over, yeah, overlap overlap in yeah. a beautiful way like it's clear you're doing you and I'm giving I, it a good go I love it <laughs> and like it a good go. and you can tell it's like I mean well you tell me it's like you're writing something and then there's something in that writing that just gets you so excited and so it's you're like okay I'm gonna put that off that's the next thing. you know what I mean like because yeah. that's like where the overlap seems really beautiful that's exactly it so you, yeah. you write and then it's like oh I want to go deeper could, this is gonna be like a 20 million page book I may <laughs> have to just like kind of condense that down and pop that over there come back to that that's a different thing but I mean you're prolific is that weird for you I mean I wish I mean I love that you think I am so that makes me you have what three am I missing one I feel like I'm missing one no no there's three there's three um in this kind of what I've seen as a sort of trilogy right um I used to write um, children's books as well so oh. there's other, I know <laughs> for teen girls around self-esteem and well-being a little bit ahead of their time so you but, are prolific I mean you're a but, writer but I haven't written for I haven't written or put anything out in the world for three years so it feels like oh okay so and this trip I've just started the new book you did yeah which is what oh well do you know like do you know what it is yet yeah yeah, I do know what it is, and it's taking shape really quickly, so that's exciting. And it is a follow-on from which it's, it feels like which was a call to action for women. For sure. I feel like you got a whole troop. I feel like... You know what I mean? I like, mean, there's a whole army now behind of women I mean, who are like, fuck yes, hear me roar. Like, and that's, I mean, and I'm blessed. Like, that whole book was simply to... To, I mean, just to plant a seed. almost. Yeah, like to plant a seed and to give permission slips to anybody that was feeling the way that I was feeling. Um, But I'm not going to tell anyone how to do it. Like, I think that's the... But I think that's what's so interesting. And again, we won't talk to... We'll go back to which later because I want to talk about all your other stuff. But like, I think that's what was so interesting about it, which is you're really just giving all of this history and this magic behind being a woman and what it means and what's been lost and what's ours to take back or maybe it's not even take back. I feel like you would probably say more live within, like actually just reclaim it within yourself. Yeah. And it's like, and so, right. You weren't saying, so now you need to go do X, Y, and Z. You're simply saying like, Hey guys, this whole part of you is dormant. Nobody's Uh listening to it. Like wake the fuck up because it's awesome. And you're so much more powerful (laughs) than you realize. Basically it. (laughs) And that was it. That was it. And, but in a beautiful way and in a way that again, with the backup and like, the history and clearing, I think, things that people don't really understand religiously and stuff like that, I think is so brilliantly done. Plus, you're easy to read. Like, you're just fun Thank to read. You. Like, you're a fun read. <laughs> Thank you. And I've enjoyed, and that feels like making it accessible is really important. I think so much of the mystical, magical world has been kept under wraps, and it's almost like it's been kept from us so that we don't remember, right? Like, so that we forget. 
And so actually it's like, no, this needs to be as accessible as possible, which will piss people off because there are certain kind of places and ways that want to maintain the secrecy of it. My, you know, my family. Well, that's what I was going to say. You come from, you were just talking about it yeah. when we first started rolling. Your lineage is of... I mean, I say gypsy because I'm reclaiming that too. So um, some people find that term... Very negative. Yeah, or, or, or feel like it's used against them, in which case it has been used against me many times as a kid. And it's for me, I'm just reclaiming that back in the same way that I encourage women to reclaim the word witch back. And it's, so, yeah, I come from this lineage of traveller, travellers. and Gypsies. Let's just yeah, go for right? it. Yeah, right? Right? So, <laughs> so, yeah, travelling. I mean, because I, I can't call myself a traveller because I don't. Um, <laughs> no, <laughs> but you're I here. Mean, I mean, I travel <laughs> on a plane. Um, not in a you're car- not, like, not, not like carrying your caravan with you and, like, exactly. walking. And, like <laughs> with my naps on my back. Um, no, so I feel, I feel like the, the lineage um, it has its own magic and its own folklore. And that's the problem is the kind of the whole European, anybody, you know, who comes from European descent, which is most of us, right? Like, you know, it's, it's that, that our magic was burned. Our magic was, um, you know, censored, lost. And so we haven't got any of our own. And so I'm blessed that my lineage is still, been, has been passed down to me. And been, I've been able to kind of maintain some of the, the magic of that. But my mum and my nan would be going batshit crazy that I'm talking about it. And bringing it up. But it's so interesting. Like, you know, let's get woo-woo like yeah. right away. Why Oops. not? Let's go in there. But it's like, you know, when you think about your purpose, and I, it's very clear in yours where you're like, I never thought this is what I was going to be doing. The woman who's talking about like cycles and <laughs> and like... Like you'd sign up to go. You're yeah, bleeding to and about... about right. And, and just being like women's stuff, women's stuff, women's stuff. You've yeah. said that's not... But it's so funny, like hearing... This history of yours that, you know, so much about this this stuff all that you want us women to get in touch with. Yes, it's cycles, which we're going to for sure get into, and the magic within us, but it is very spiritual. Yeah, totally. And it is very much like how the power was put down because it was so magical and spiritual and freaked people out in some ways. And that is something that's innate in women yeah. that we have to get back in. But it's funny, like when you now do the, I would say like, especially in Hindsight's twenty twenty in history period, right? But I always say within spirituality, it's like really twenty twenty because you can't put your dots together until like you've made enough of them. Absolutely. And so it's interesting listening to your thing. Like it makes sense. Like when you go back to that bubble, like that over, like that ever infinity source of whatever power that somehow we all know how this all weirdly connects in tiny ways. It's like you you were given your lineage and you were given your history, whether you ignored it for a while or not, Mm -hmm. you were still actually given it. Like you said, it's a gift because so many people didn't get that. Absolutely. So somewhere in the back of your head, the magic was existed. Yeah. That's pretty amazing. And then that makes sense that you were the one who could then open up to it in a much bigger way to be the one to bring it to all of us. Yeah. And, and I feel like I've got no choice in that now. It feels like, yeah, I'm calling women to action and now I can't just leave you hanging. And that's and that's why I feel like it's been a three-year journey. Um, <laughs> the word journey just makes me laugh because it's like you know so people say that cliche, oh yeah it's so cliche I've been on a journey. But the last three years since that book come out it has been a real kind of experience for me, and it's um, had, I've had to really recognise where my voice is and and all of the things that I speak about in the book. You know that's I, I feel like every time I write a book, it's medicine for me first, and I feel like that's all it can be as well so you know it's medicine for me and so I recognize okay I'm going to be asked to speak I'm going to be asked to show up and and I was (laughs) and I am and it's really not my comfy space 
Still? Yeah. Still. Still. Oh, my goodness, still. Even, you know, even this, when you're, you've got this gorgeous space, you're, you're, you know, so welcoming and loving. But there's just a... And this isn't, you know, I feel like any woman that finds that a tricky thing to do, it, it, it's because it's been pushed down and repressed in us so much that actually speaking our voice, speaking our truth, there's still an element of like looking behind us. And that's very true of my own lineage, absolutely. You know, as, as um, gypsies and travellers then, you know, you're taught that you always have to keep an eye out. You know, you always have to be cautious. Everything's like doused in superstitious, super, right. superstition, right? right? And everything's, oh, be careful of this. Be wary of that. Oh, there's two magpies. Yay, that's good luck. Oh, one magpie. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. The world's going to end. You know, so there's like a real kind of, um, yeah, it's, it's steeped in folklore, but that can also create that tension. But the, in, in it does it in me anyway. <laughs> um, but the, the knowledge of, of knowing that we've got these voices and then also being wary of, actually, if I say that out loud, like what's going to happen to me? And then in the world of social media as well, where just about to bring that up. everything has to, you know, you can't put every element of context and nuance in a freaking social media post, right? Yet people want you to. Right. Um, and if you don't, there's a chance, not necessarily me, but I've seen it over and over and over again, specifically with women. You know, women on other women, which, you know. Well, that's what I was going to say, mm. because, you know, so much of what you talk about is the patriarchy, which yeah. we'll get into, because I want you to kind of explain it from your mm. point of view. But sometimes women can be almost worse than the men to other women. Yeah. And we've been programmed that up that way. And it's not, I mean, I always start everything that I speak of when, you know, when I'm in, do anything public speaking wise with, like, it's not our fault. And, like, we've got to put the sticks down. But we've been programmed in such a way that it makes total sense that if they pit us against each other, you know, then they don't have to do anything. No, they're not the bad guy. They just take their hands off and just watch us kind of fight it out. Talk a little bit about the history so people understand who are listening to this who might not have read your books, mm. like the context of <clears throat> how this paradigm has shifted, that at one point there was an actual male female balance in society, hmm. in the universe. And it has shifted, as we all know, and yep. it's starting to shift again, as we all know, with the Me Too movement became very obvious. For sure. Um, so can you talk a little bit contextually so people understand mm. like how it shifted and why? Because I find that so fascinating. Yeah, yeah. Well, and again, it'd be really hard to find the evidence, right? So you have to go to... I mean, I've spent some time in Malta where these this is like kind of 5,000-plus-year-old um, temples, temples dedicated yeah. to the feminine. You know, 10-foot-tall <laughs> goddess statues stood like of these beautiful, curvaceous, like fertile, fecund, <laughs> like, like goddess women, like just celebrated because it was known that women were the create, creatrixes. You know, these were the creators. These were the the fertile land so if you had you know in anywhere that they stood anywhere a woman was would be fertile so this was this was how it was but the the fact that we were able to create life in this form became quite scary and for for a lot of a lot of and I don't want us to get caught up in patriarchy means men because right. that's not truth that's not the truth. The truth is that the patriarchy is a system that has been put in place to keep everyone, not just us, not just, you know, not just women, to keep everyone compliant, to keep everyone playing 
playing safe, but playing within the rules of mm -hmm. someone else's game so that they, you know, that, so that a very few amount of people <laughs> get the good stuff and everybody else plays the game. And we, if we were in our, if we were all in our power, if we all remembered that we were these fecund, fertile, amazing creatrixes who could create life in these bodies, but could also create kind of projects and businesses, like, you know, just like what you've done here. It's like every, or anything is possible to create from this body, but witnessing a baby being born and then this body moving, like growing that, pushing it out and then being able to nourish it all from this one being right. proved very tricky, you know, for, to, to, to witness that power. So what happened was that that was, that was pushed down and it was, it was almost, we were, it was almost like all of our powers, like our menstrual cycle, all of the things that reminded us of who the fuck we were which was so powerful, so potent, and was put in a big, dark box, placed underground. And you've actually also talked about it. You've, you've taken it, and correct me if I'm mm. wrong, like even steps further as far as like in the magical realm of like, mm. in, and that's where witch comes from, I know for sure. But you talked about it in the other books too, which is why I actually want to talk about it, where it's, it ended up becoming sorcery, quote unquote, in some people's mind, but it was yeah. a day-to-day -day thing and it was just part of society that worked well for everybody. And when that became a little bit, you know, tricky, that's when witches and everything became bad. Absolutely. Versus like, it's not this folklore, it's actually, and you know, I love it because you say this womb of ours, mm. which, you know, has our cycle, which allows us to know more about ourselves. When you can tap into it, the information and the power and the magic that's in, and it makes sense when you just talked about this whole thing that this womb mm. has the ability to be spiritual in itself because it is creating the most spiritual thing. Right. I always talk there. about it as our oracle. Like, you know, yeah. if you have a womb, it's an oracle if you let it be. You know, it can, it can let us know exactly how we think and feel. And if we are in connectivity with it, which, you know, again, because of... Most of us aren't. Yeah, absolutely, for, for many, many reasons. Um, but if we are disconnected, I mean, it's how I got in connect, you know, into connection with it was because I was completely disconnected from it, right? So I was living a really busy kind of life. I was working in TV. It was very cool. It's very hot. You know, it's very Same. lovely, right? <laughs> and so doing all the cool stuff, but was not connected to this body. So she shouted really loud through endometriosis, through, um, through PCOS. And you got it. Mm -hmm. Just, and I was like bleeding way more days than I wasn't. And I couldn't do until I could I know not when you do talked about like the Carrie scene on your friend's <laughs> couch, I was like, that is like a woman's nightmare. Right. An interview in a pop band at the time. Right. <laughs> and I'm on this, this white couch. Oh. And then in one of them, you know, you know, they were quite, yeah, they were, you know, I was young. And so there's this, you know, and this like hot dude who's in a pop band. It's like, uh, excuse me, you've got a situation. Oh. You've got oh. a situation. There. Oh, the story gets worse. <laughs> but it's, it, and, and like you say, it's what we all, but anyway, it was that. It was the concert. So I was bleeding more times than I wasn't, more days than I wasn't. And so that was a call in. And, and for most of us, that pain, any kind of down there dis-ease in our body is a call to come back into this body. And you talk about that's being part of patriarchy too, is mm. we have been taught as women uh -huh. that, okay, so you have pain during your period. That's normal. Like, that's just part <laughs> right. of it. And also the fact that like even my reaction to your story is like, 
oh, that's the most awful thing, right. is also part of the system as a result yeah. of it. Because the fact is, like, it shouldn't have been a big deal. Like, mm. it, in days gone, way gone by, it would yeah, have been, yeah. yeah, it's okay, you're bleeding. That's part of it. That's life. It wouldn't be such this secretive thing that we're not allowed well, to talk the, about. The bleed was our, was our time of power. It was like a release. Like, we, we've been taught that that release means it's like, oh, it's dirty. It's like, oh. Um, and that people would, you know, in some countries, you know, women are sent away. To to, oh God. <laughs> to like to bleed somewhere else, but actually, like we were, we did used to bleed separately. Where we would have a tent, or we would, but it was more like vacation time. Yeah, right? because it was like actually that's when our, you know, it was we were releasing. But sometimes, like people would come to the women that were bleeding, and they would be like, "So I've got this problem, and I've got this problem, and I've got this problem." And and she, you know, the woman who was bleeding, would literally let that, you know, when, as she was releasing, she would be releasing for her whole community, like her whole tribe, her whole. Because you've said, and we should maybe we just jump right into the cycles because it's fascinating but you've said like premenstrual to menstruating you Mm. are your most psychic correct yeah absolutely like you are your most psychic you're in it so this is what's fascinating so especially women but men by the way take notes because you'll understand (laughs) if you're dating a woman absolutely or even just like you have women in your life that's what i mean yeah if you associate with women you will work with you will it'll help you but what you've done differently than I've, I mean, look, it's, there's so many more women now talking about cycles and about, you know, the pill and hormones, which is great. But what you do very differently, again, it's the spiritual additive, which I love, which is so much more about, there's a bigger thing at play here that's Mm -hmm. been given to us from the beginning of time. Absolutely. And yes, we've been ignoring it, but holy shit, if you pay attention, Mm. shit's about to explode, which I love. Yeah, right. And it's not just one cycle. You, you talk, at least, and I'm sure I'm missing one. I felt like there were three or four cycles you were talking about that kind of overlap each other. To me, I'm like, this is like an amazing astrology chart. Right. And it's like, depending cool. on how yours all overlap, it's mm. going, because you talked about life cycles, kind yep. of like how we all, you know, you go from the time kind of in your 20s and then, you know, it was like the 30s. And then I liked it because I'm in my 40s where you're like, yeah, this is when you start getting pushed out, but this is your time. And I was yeah. like, that's how I feel. Right. Where it's like you start really coming into your own and all your power. Mm. And then the elder, and you talk about that and you talk about moon cycles, which, yep. you know, and I want to get into all the details. I'm just kind of letting them know that there's an <laughs> overview. And you talk about the bleed cycle. Yeah. And am I missing a cycle? No, that's no, what I had, right? Yeah, and you, but I mean, there's the cosmic cycles right. as well, so you can kind of line that up with the astrology. I mean, you can get as geeky as this, about this as, as you want. Like, there's so many layers upon layers, cycles within cycles, and it really does become self-psychology. It becomes a way of really knowing yourself on a completely different level. And when we know ourselves, we get our power back. So talk a little bit about what, especially with the bleed cycles, mm. what it means for a woman and what you like how you can be taking advantage of these times like because I love it you say if you actually paid attention and cued in it's magic absolutely and it's your GPS system absolutely and also what I'm going to butcher this quote but you said something (laughs) to the effect of like if you if you know if you can live by your cycle you'll never have to read another book another self-help book ever again love it I mean, we're all like, we're so, again, this is, (laughs) I do just for the record, but (laughs) well, this is, I mean, this is what patriarchy has had us done. Make us think we're broken and that we constantly need fixing. And so then there's a whole industry set up in order to keep us like looking for the next thing to fix us, to validate us when actually, if you bleed, then there is this already built in system that we can work with. If you don't bleed, there's the moon cycles that we can work with. And then, you know, and then, like I say, there's the, there's the life cycles and these are all mirrored within each other. So, I mean, you can break it. I 
you know, it can get as intricate as you need it to be. And it can be, I mean, simply the menstrual cycle. So pre-ovulation, ovulation, pre-menstruation, menstruation. So the pre-ovulation is also that maiden phase of being a, a, when we come into, you know, we're just young little nymphs exploring the world, very excited about what's possible. And so that also is represented in our menstrual cycle. That's also the kind of waxing moon. So all of those phases. Know, this is are, why I love this. Because it's like, <laughs> this is the thing, I think the overlap of cycles. Right. Is awesome. So you can follow any one of them or you can then start to witness like, oh, okay, so... So wherever you're at in your own life, starts, life cycle, you can then witness what's unfolding. Anyway, so you have this, you have this, men- so that's the um, pre-ovulation. Oh, ovulation, So pre-ovulation sorry. is, yeah. Nobody listen to me ever again. <laughs> <laughs> pre-ovulation, waxing moon, and maiden. So Which, that's the energy. So at that, at that time, that's when you kind of like, you're hatching ideas, right? Yeah. You're, so, so, you're social, so, right? Yeah, so this is, this is like the... You're fearless. So if you think back to when you were before you before you began to bleed, you're fearless, right? Because you're you know you're you're fall over, you know you're running you run up a road, you're like fall over, nothing bad, you know nothing bad can happen because right. you don't know about anything bad, right, yet, right? Right, right? So it's all like so in that pre pre ovulation stage of of your menstrual cycle, which is you know the days after that you know the days after you've been, you've bled, like that energy is present in our body. So actually, this is such a good time to just plant seeds, to just try things, like to really be playful, just to remember how it is to be playful. And if we use that, even when you're in business, like if I'm writing a book, I will use that time to just like try out ideas, like to sit down and maybe just play with a character or play with an idea or concept and like not feel like I have to commit to anything and we might we shouldn't commit to anything in that phase because <laughs> honestly but what about like let's say dating like if you go on like a first date or something and that's an that amazing time to date like that's it but try it out don't be committing to anything don't in be that the phase. person who dates one is like oh my god we're getting this married. is it <laughs> <laughs> I'm like so in love no this is the time to play like really play and your energy, like, so it's, and also hormonally, your hormones are just starting to rise again. So, you know, you'll start to feel like frisky. You'll just be like, mm-hmm. Like, and you'll feel good in your body. You'll feel good in, like, you walk down the street, you'll feel fab. Like, it's, it's a good energy. So tap into it. Like, really know that it's available to you. And, you know, so in your work, but in your energy, your energy levels will be beginning to rise. So they're not fully there yet, but they, they are. They're rising. So you can access that. That then moves into ovulation. It moves into, which is also the full moon, which is also mama phase, creatrix phase, right? So it's, it's um, when the moon is full, like it's when we are, anything is possible. Like we feel like, so that our hormones have risen, like every, it's, we are ready to, it's when we're most fertile. So actually in that period of time, like anything is possible. Like we are hot to trot. Like mm-hmm. you will, you know, if you don't want to get pregnant, then you need to be doing whatever you need to do to make no. sure that don't happen. Because right. your energy levels are up there. And so then is a good time to manifest. It's like the best time to really be like bringing those seeds that you planted into like, right, okay, now we're going to make that happen. That's the phase in which we can do that. So whether that's a full moon or whether that's your personal ovulation phase. So like when you're writing a book for you, what is that phase for you? Like, because you said the first one, you play with characters, you kind of Oh yeah, this ideas. is when, I, when I'm, Commit, I'm like, okay, like I'm That idea works and now I'm going to start yeah, implementing Yeah, okay, it. I've got three ideas now. That's the one, that's the one I'm going with. Okay. That's the one we're going to kind of really work with and we're going to make that become a thing. 
so yeah, that's the that's that stage. So that so that is the rise in energy. That energy of the pre-ovulation of the of the ovulation is masculine energy. It's out there energy. It's the you know it's the power. It's action. What then happens as we go into the the waning the waning moon, the pre-menstruation phase, and the wise, wild um, woman phase of life is that it starts to wane. So it starts to, so that energy has been outwards, like you can socialize, you can be out there during the, any of that, those times. When we come into this phase, we, we'll realize that if we made, if we made decisions over there, <laughs> if we said like, oh yeah, yeah, I'll come out, I'll come out, I'll be, uh, yeah, I'd love to meet up with you, I'd love to have tea with you. Oh. Like you, your you don't energy, necessarily want to do it. Yeah, you may not want to do it when it comes to, when it comes to this phase. You're like, oh, and this is why we get smart because then we know, right? Okay, if I'm going to be in premenstrual phase, then I'm not going to be your girl. Like I'm not going to be. I'm not going to be. So you can actually up. make sure you, if you're really more in sync with your cycle, mm. you would know when doing your calendar. You're like, I'm just not going to make plans for that week. Yeah, I mean, and it's I mean, it's a very you know very privileged way of looking at of things course. but also I mean I know people have to work but it's also a great way of working out how to manage your energy it's like just recognizing your own boundaries and creating boundaries as well be like actually my no after work drinks yeah like my <laughs> energy levels are going to be low there so like I'm not going to do that um so yeah in that so this phase is also where we realize that we're not superwoman so in ovulation we think we're superwoman we think like you know we can walk down the street we feel good and then we realize, wait a minute, like, I can't keep going at that energy. And this is where the patriarchal shift happens. So the first part, we are all super comfy living in that first part of the energy. So as a, as a young maiden um, and as a mama creatrix, we have roles in the world. In that, as, as we start to come into that wise and wild woman, we start to recognize like that's sometimes around our 40s. Um, that society's not so into us as it was then. And we're starting to recognize, oh, okay, so my periods aren't so, um, aren't so regular now. So we went into a kind of perimenopause. And, you know, I'm, it's a very broad brush strokes because people, everyone will right? experience that. And that's why this is so good because this is a kind of just an overview so that you have something to really kind of explore and get curious about yeah, yeah, on, your, yeah. on your own, right? But yeah, so this phase is really where we start to recognize that that the world's not set up for the feminine phase so this second half that we're going into the premenstrual the menstrual phase the waning moon the dark moon that's that this and and this part of our life where we're this wise and wild woman is where we can't be tamed it's where we start to spill over because that feminine energy can't be tamed and yet they've tried with, by creating the structures that we notice over here that feel very comfortable right. in that kind of first and second half of our cycle. When the energy is good, like our hormones are high, we can be out in the world, but we're cyclic. So ultimately there's an ebb and there's a flow. So the flow and now there's an ebb. But society is not cool with an ebb. Right. So that and we don't even know how to do the ebb anymore. No one's got the skill set anymore. So, like, talk about, so then, like, menstruation, mm. pre-menstruation and menstruation. So this is the wide, wise, wild woman. This is the wisdom keeper. This is the crone. The psychic, like you're saying, that's <clears> when you're yeah. on stuff the most. So it does mean that our hormone, so in your menstrual cycle, it does mean that your hormone levels are dipping. 
so they're coming but it's, it's also a call back into your body so you've been out in the world you've been socializing now it's a call to come in now it's a time to pay attention like so it's a really good time to edit like so whether I mean edit your life like so you'll notice if the house is untidy more in mm-hmm. these phases like you'll be like okay this needs to be figured out this <laughs> needs so to be funny <laughs> this needs to be sorted out like it's oh so God. funny I'm always like I know I'm on a cycle because there'll just be a day that I'm like all of a sudden like picking everything up I'm like which I didn't give a shit about yeah like, and you before. wouldn't have done you wouldn't have done <laughs> right, back right. over here because you're like oh, I'm too busy I've got stuff to do I've got I'm, I'm out there now it's like why is my nest not beautiful? Right, yeah. Like, why am I not comfy? Why have I not got everything I need right here? Because I don't want to go out. I don't want to get the things. So there's this. So, but it's a great time to edit books. It's a great time to edit work. If, you're on a, if you've got a website, this is the time. Because you get, you get a little bit ruthless here. Because you're not so tame. And this is why, you know, women get a reputation after they start bleeding, like this menopausal like the women. Period. Well, yeah, I mean, I call it bitchcraft. Like that, <laughs> that kind of, <laughs> that, that phase, that premenstrual phase, <laughs> which most people feel like is where the pain comes up, is where the kind of PMS and all of the, all of the stereotypes that people experience around, um, around our cycle comes up in this phase. And that is because we're not taught to express any of that. This is where our rage comes up. This is where the anger is. And because we've not got the skill set to, to use any of it, like our tongue gets super sharp. So we say things that we might regret. Like, or you know, here is really not the time to have that conversation with a partner that you've, you know, that you've been like really wanting to, there's some things I need to say, like, don't do it here because it's going to be messy. Like you just, right. And this is why I feel like it's like an astrological chart. It it's is literally so like helpful. Not today. So when, so you're saying like in the past in the days, like women would be set up in like this beautiful, like kind of tense situation where it's all about <laughs> them just taking care of themselves and like right. spiritually going within. And that's when they would. I mean, I, I think that's more of a really beautiful interpretation that we I may like have it. I love it like I am all about it the I more wanna, luxe I'm the about better. to build a tent in my backyard and get some <laughs> yes. big fluffy pillows <laughs> I mean and I am all about that 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 life I really am but I think more <laughs> so I think it was just a moment like because the days that you start to bleed is when you become that crone is that it's that total wisdom keeper like so what's great is the crone the wisdom keeper is in in actual fact is when you're in menopause it's when you give zero fucks about anything. anything yeah. And it, because you don't need to bleed. And then what the problem is, is we've taught society that, we've been taught by society that when we get to that stage, you're useless. You have no long, you're no, you're, you know, there's nothing. Wait, what can you do for me? You can't make babies anymore, which is what you were doing up there when you were the creatrix, when you were the mama. If, okay, you're not doing that now. So like now you're pretty much like no, of no use to society is what they're told. But actually what happens is that she's reached her wisdom point. That's when she's in her most powerful. And that's why it's not celebrated because it's, you know, scary. because it's scary for... That, Threatening. Because she's like, I, I don't need to bleed anymore because I've actually, through all the cycles, and that's, this is the idea of understanding our cyclic nature, is when we understand this, we recognise that every cycle is an opportunity for us to learn a little bit something else about ourselves. But this is what I love because I do think in society, because, you know, you were talking about the go, go, go. Yeah. And being in a place where... You know, I, I get it. I was the same way, but I was totally functioning. Like of I was, course. yeah. Like I was actually very good at it. But had that's a good how time. good. That's why we. What women are so great at, at right. doing it. But there will come a time if you don't have that ebb and flow where you will break. Right, and I took myself out of it. So, like, I know I've been someone's taking care of me, but like For I sure. took myself out of it before the break. Though there were physical stuff happening too. Sure. So in fairness, you're not wrong. Mm. 
But it's interesting, like when you start to, for lack of a better word, like soften. Uh-huh. Do you know what I mean? When you're not doing the go, 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 and you start to realize there's so much you can get out when you actually go inwards a little bit, you realize holy shit, how far you actually have to go to soften. Like you realize, yeah. oh, I've softened. And you think that's it. And then you realize like, oh, wow, there's a <laughs> whole nother tunnel of like yeah. miles and miles and miles of softening to be done. But then what I feel like people don't realize because most people, you know, at least in the world I operate in a lot mm. of entertainment and that stuff sure. are so mired in that. They have no clue. And it makes me so sad now that I'm on the outside a little bit. It makes me so sad when I want to be like, oh, God, if you would just do this, you would see the beauty of how much there is to learn about not only just yourself, because when you start to learn about yourself, how it connects just to the universe in a much bigger way and to you and to you and to whatever, like Mm. there's so much there. And that's why I really love when, you know, I read your books and you that's what you're really pushing where you I mean, yes, you're saying you should be resting. You should be taking care of yourself a thousand percent. And that's important, Mm -hmm. which is good to hear because most of us don't do that. For sure. But you're also saying like, there's a journey and there's like encyclopedias of knowledge that are Mm -hmm. inside your body Uh that if you can learn how to do something slightly differently and you get to take advantage of this time, which is almost like getting put on like, fast forward like it's like this energy that just makes it easier and faster you're going to explode with knowledge that's going to make what you were doing before almost look like piddlywinks or whatever and it's and that's it it's like in a world where everyone's looking for hacks of everything I mean, I'm not so good with that word, but like, it's, but when, when we're in a world where everyone's looking, we'll go for into like that the, later. I love it, right? <laughs> where everyone's looking for the quick fixes and all of this stuff, it's like actually, this is the best quick quick fix you'll ever do for yourself. Yet, it's not a quick fix. Like, there's nothing because there's nothing to fix. Right. It's just an unfolding. It's a total un- right, unraveling, unfolding. Exactly that. And if we if we let it, so that bleed time. Going back to so that is the time when you are most open to receive and so that whole you know that whole first part we were talking about that's your giving energy that whole second half is about receiving which is what the feminine is so good at which is what as women we are we are so um built for yet again been taught that's not okay like you know if you receive that's self-indulgent if you look after yourself if you tend to yourself if you source yourself if you um really do the stuff that nourishes you then that's self-indulgent that's selfish can you talk about that a little bit more Mm. because it's interesting and it's a mistake I've made so maybe I'm not the only one it's like in this idea of the masculine and feminine yeah and when you feel like and look I'm a very I have a lot of masculine energy like I don't pretend not to I'm but I'm also very feminine I think but I feel like there's been a confusion a little bit in like and maybe I'm not wrong maybe I am and But you just said it in what I feel like lately I've understood more, which is the feminine is in receiving. But I feel like there's this perception when a lot of us are trying to be, quote unquote, more feminine, that the feminine's more, and maybe this is also being perpetuated by the patriarchy, who knows, the feminine's more about being the mother in the sense of like right. taking care of, making someone else feel good, being the bosom that someone can come into when they're having a bad time, you know, being the one who's always there exactly. with the hug and the kiss. And it's funny, I just had this conversation with someone who's like, that's actually not, talk, use words. She's giving me a great no, but talk because I think that's a huge thing that people don't realize. I didn't realize it. And I'm like up in this shit all the time, but like. But we've been taught that. 
so it's not anyone again I, I really in all of this as we as we understand ourselves and we start to understand how we work it's like there's such a temptation to pick up these sticks and go shit why didn't I know that why don't I understand that and beat ourselves up with it with every new unfolding of understanding and it's like no 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 put the sticks back down this has all been set up <laughs> in such a way for us all like I said at the beginning men women everyone every beautiful one in between to feel like we're less, so that we're broken, so that we go buy some shit, right? <laughs> so it's like actually in all the ways that we can start to recognize like what you've just said, like you, you know, that there's this realization in you, like, wait a minute, like, I'm, you know, the idea of being a woman and to be feminine is to like, you know, come to Take my, come to my boob, else, yeah, yeah, like come, come be loved. And just be the and, sweetest, kind, you know what I mean? Like yeah, always that no. loving source of. Like feminine, we just got to look at Kali Ma, right? Like that's, that's feminine true. energy. That's and she's fierce as fuck. Right. Right. So this is, this is like, we, it's about embracing all of the parts. And so, you know, if, you, if we're going to talk about Kali Ma, like that's very premenstrual energy. <laughs> if you let, if you let that, and it's about understanding that it's, allowed to be there and so the feminine is about receiving and it's about receiving exactly what you need so yeah in your pre, in your menstrual when you're bleeding you can receive you know if you are open that womb becomes a total oracle and you can just like receive downloads uploads side loads whatever whatever way you receive because and you make some time for that and that becomes a practice you know it's a practice to open up to that during that time especially if you experience pain but let that pain be a messenger as well. There's, there's, you know, there's obviously ways in which you, know, you can do that, but it's a time to receive. But that whole, that whole second half of our cycle is an opportunity to explore what receiving means to us. I mean, I thought, that's what I love about your books because you give different ways in, in your yeah, books on how I to... I try and be really practical You are, well, and you give a lot of practices. Yeah. And it's interesting because I, by the way, in reading it, I'm like, I am so disconnected from my room. Like, it was fascinating right. to be like, okay. And this is a very personal thing, but it was funny. I wish I remembered. I was reading through one of the practices. I wasn't even doing it. I was just like, I was, I was reading through one that I was like, oh, that'll be one I know I can do. You know, like yeah, you yeah. try and figure out which ones work for you that you can put into your kind for of sure. thing. And as I was like literally reading it, I'm not joking, like my vagina started pulsing. She does that. It was like, I was literally <laughs> like, this isn't a porno, like what's happening? <laughs> but it was crazy. I was like, that's weird. And I was like, and I look, I'm aware. So I started giggling. I was like, okay, I get it. I'm supposed to like do that. That was like, a ver for me, I got it. I was like, it was someone like them being like, yes, do the stupid practices and like right. learn it right. and get it and start getting in touch. Like, like kind of yelling at me and slapping me a little bit. But... And I am, I fully admit, I am disconnected and need to do, I mean, these practices are amazing. And I was like, I need, and some of them are so simple. Right. And this is the point, is the simple act of acknowledgement. By the way, they're not all a, about a pulsing vagina. That just happened <laughs> to be like, my, weirdly, mine was just pulsing. That's your response. It, it was my response. And, and that response is just a moment of acknowledgement. Because yeah. honestly, that's all that's necessary to remember. Because anything I share in those books, anything I ever share in workshops, anything we're sharing here, is ultimately a remembrance. It's just a moment to come back to who we were before we forgot. And who, before we came under that kind of um, anesthetic of the patriarchy, which is, you know, they wanted to keep us in a state of not remembering. Because if we do remember this, it's like, oh, okay, so I feel. Oh, and actually, if I feel, I'm able to create like entire universes if I wanted to from that one womb space you know it's like it's the possibility now how do you know it is interesting like to recap so basically mm. like this patriarchy has taught 
all of us, including women, we do it willingly. Most of us, Absolutely. we don't know. And it's like almost uncomfortable not to do it for most of us is you're, we're working in a very masculine world. Hmm. So, and again, it's not a boy girl thing. It's just uh-huh. the energy thing. Yeah. And so meaning like we're not taught to rest. We're not allowed to have the emotions. Yeah. We're not, you know, we're well, t- you're allowed some emotions. It's just but like, the right ones. The right ones, obviously. And the right like, time. Absolutely. And the right place. So if you, but if you could be generally like seen and not heard, or if you are going to be seen, could it be, could you be, you know, could you speak in a certain way and be a certain way and show up in a certain way? And how, like, I have two questions off of that. Mm. One, what would you say to someone to even begin? And I know it's just practice with someone who is very successful in the masculine, a feminine who's very Uh successful in the masculine world. Like they've got those things down and they are a thinker, you know, and not necessarily always a feeler or have both, but just don't know how to tap in. And then B, and these are two very different questions, but we'll get to them both. What, like, what in a world where like the emotions mm-hmm. in every version of it are allowed, like what does that look like? Yeah, right. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the first one I think is first of all, give yourself whoever you know, whoever is able to show up and function and be crazy successful in a in a world that doesn't want you to be in tune with your cyclic nature. Like, give yourself mad props because if you are able to show up that way, then then like you know you have mad skills at figuring out how to function that way it's like you have developed a very powerful skill set in order to figure that out it's not to say it's wrong it's not but it does go against what your body wants you you know it doesn't go against it either actually like if it works it works but all I'm suggesting is that there's another way in which you can understand when you if you allow your body to ebb and flow that what sometimes because it, it will in a you know if you are if you have a menstrual cycle if you maintain that kind of go 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 full beam lifestyle it will create some dis-ease some disorder some uncomfy feelings in your body somehow it can't not that's biology like that's just how it is um and then that perpetuates the myth of keeping us broken that means that like yeah yeah so and but ultimately you know even if you do do that at some point you'll have a baby right that's what the society says so like you'll stop doing that so it's all right so she won't keep doing that like so she'll be successful for a bit but then she'll have a baby so then she won't be able to maintain that so that's fine or like you do maintain it but you don't have the baby Mm -hmm. so she hasn't had a baby so she hasn't kind of done everything done everything so clearly she can't do everything you know, so there's always something pitted against you for, in, in that way. So it's just understanding that there is another way and then talking about what that other way could be in a society that is structured that way is, is tiny, beautiful steps every day, like just real, real reconnection to your body. Because if you were connected to your body, that is not how you will want to show up. And in a world that wants you to show up differently. So this is what you, when you were saying earlier about um, how you, you feel quite masculine sometimes in your approach. So I'm completely the other way, and I feel like I had to, in order to do the work that I'm doing, um, experience what it's like to be that far over there in the feminine, which is like messy and spilly, and like there's no structure, there's no sides, there's no um, none of that kind of masculine kind of stuff. container, container yeah. exactly to keep it in place. But in doing so, it means that you know, I can't show up how I need to show up in order to be a teacher. 
you know, I can't, or, or in order to teach or share or be of any use to anyone, <laughs> right? And so that's definitely what's happened in the last three years is like I had, to, I recognized that I was so far over there. <laughs> I was spilly and overflowy and, and all of those things that I wasn't able to, to show up. Right. And so it's the proof that we need both. It's the proof that if it's we understand the ma there's masculine and there's feminine energy, that and, and if we can work with, and you know, and it's you know, it's it's a, it's a dance. It's not like we're going to have it. We're ever going to have it figured out. It's interesting because the men don't have a cycle, or do they? And mm. we're just very unaware of it. Well, they they have. I mean, if <laughs> so, if a man, if you if if he doesn't sleep. Um, he, what he experiences, is, so his cycle is the is the sleep cycle, right? So if oh, he doesn't if he doesn't sleep for a certain amount of time, you will notice that he will experience premenstrual. The things that we experience <laughs> in our premenstrual phase is what he will experience in um, in that not having slept. So it's really important for men specifically to, it's, you know, my husband teaches like radical rest, which, you know, a lot of women love, but also like the dudes are really into because they're like, wait a minute. So You're I can telling get, like, me I get to do this? No one's <laughs> yeah, going to be like, you exactly. lazy motherfucker. <laughs> exactly, right? <laughs> and it's so important because actually... Please don't teach it to it. my husband. <laughs> I think he already has a master's PhD in that. <laughs> but then, it, I mean, but great that he's able to, to no, rest. No, he's actually, I've learned a lot from him, to be right. honest. Like I joke and I yeah. say it in jest, but honestly, like you know it makes sense when you find the partner and I've learned a lot yeah. about that too like yeah right yeah and so they do they do have their they do have their cycles of um but generally it's like to do with the light so you know when it gets dark they they want to but it's, it goes, goes right back to when they were hunter gatherers right so when they were the ones that went out to hunt and gather they know that they needed a certain amount of sleep whereas women we're meant to be we're meant to sleep in little little you know little small so how do you sleep? In little small sections. So like I'll have naps. You're like, like a, a cat napper. <laughs> I am a cat napper. And <laughs> I'm also aware that I live a life, but I've created a life that way. Like I used to apologize for it and I won't apologize for it anymore. I've created a life which means that I live a very, in a very cyclic way because I can't teach this if I don't live it. A thousand percent. Right? So I'm, I'm like this. Is, so I will. I will take a little nap. But talk to me at like... Do you have a certain time you go to bed at night or wake up? I try. Up? I mean, like, again, I know, I, so I'm we live in this world, right? right? So, and it's what you said earlier. It's like actually finding a way to really live this in a, you know, without setting up a nice little commune with, with them, with them nice pillows. <laughs> Everyone come stuff. in my tent. <laughs> exactly. It'll be available next week. <laughs> awesome. I right? see. I'm all about it. I'm in. Like, sign me up. But it, it, without that, we have to kind of figure it out. But it's possible. You know, for the most part, I like to go to bed at 10. And I wake up real early. Like what is really early for you? What wake up early? Yeah, what is that? Oh, like like three. Oh, so early, early. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like three because my my body naturally wakes up. Then I'll do a little bit of. Well, I was gonna say. I mean, it is the best time to do any practice. Right? I mean, so it's I'll do a little. Bit by the way, that adds another cycle to it. Like that's Absolutely. when you get the most messages and you get connected the most. And like everyone else is asleep, so you haven't got any bother, you know. And so I'll, I'll either use it to write, I'll use it to meditate, I'll use it to do my sadhana, I'll use it, you know. It, and there's no set process for that then I'll go back to I'll go back to bed for, for a couple of hours and then I'll get back up and start my day 
So our first time we did our 21-day challenge, it was such a huge success. I'm really excited to announce our next one. Starting March 1st, we're going to do our global 21-day challenge. Chandresh Bardwaj is leading it, and it is finding your source of happiness. This is great because you can go to denanywhere.com, sign up today to make sure that starting March 1st, you get a meditation delivered into your inbox every single day for 21 days. And these are meditations you can have for Ever. So please join us again starting March 1st, but join today. Go to denanywhere.com and join our 21-day challenge. Hey guys, it's time to announce our next Den Talks Live. Get your tickets. Come in. They are always such fun events. I promise you the energy is always great when we do these live. Plus you get a little, you know, nibbles and drinks and always fun takeaways. So our next one is Soulmates. I feel like we get so many questions about this. And so we are going to talk about it and dive into it. And it's a panel. So we're going to get multiple point of views because I think that's really important when we're talking about Soulmates. We have Ryan Weiss, who's always been an amazing guest. We have Catherine Woodward Thomas, the author of Conscious Uncoupling. And we have Jill Willard, who's an intuitive medium, and they all have very different points of view on soulmates. So this way we can discuss, are they actually a thing? Do they exist? If they do, how can you attract them? What does a soulmate really mean? Can a soulmate be a family member? Does it have to be a partner or a lover? So there are so many angles, not to mention the questions you guys are going to ask. So go to denmeditation.com or dentalkspodcast.com and reserve your spot so you can come February 29th at La Brea Soulmates. You're a big believer that even like your spiritual practice changes as your cycle changes. I do. No, but I love that because I mean, most lineages are very strict about what a practice looks like. But most lineages are set up by dudes. Oh, <laughs> I believe. Like I just think I we've like got it. we've right. got our own we've got our own spiritual system. Like we've, if we just tune in, it tells us exactly what we need. So we don't need to do a hard and fast sadhana. Like this, I mean, especially I mean, if you're into yoga, like, you know, if you, you know, doing a warrior when you're bleeding, I mean, it just makes no sense to me personally. Right, right, right. Like, I know that there are loads of women that can and good do what feels right. good to you. But I feel like it's all built in. So if we listen, if we start to understand what she needs, because then you have to work with the resistance, obviously. Right. So there's going to be parts of you that's like, hmm. So is this my cycle? Because this, when you start charting, what comes up is like. Hmm, is this my tendency? Is there? Is this? Is this just something like, oh, like I'm, I'm in my menstrual phase now? I don't need to do anything, and it's like, actually, but actually, your body might be saying you need to get out there and and you know get walking. You need to get out there and do something. But you're like, mm -hmm, no, -uh. no, -uh, I'm bleeding. I'm not doing anything, and it's like, no, but actually, if, and that's where the. I think the real work is for us all as women is coming into our bodies and then learning to trust this one as our wisdom which, keeper. Which is huge. And what I love, like you talk so openly about in your books too, is like your relationship with your husband. Like yeah. you're obviously very open about it all. Otherwise you wouldn't be doing the nope. practice. Um, and he gets it. Like yeah. there's like a whole cycle that happens in the house and he's fully aware. Like you even said, like there's certain days he knows like uh -huh. leave food at the door and like don't come in. Chuck chocolate <laughs> from afar. Right, right, right. <laughs> like, absolutely. But in the same way, I'm just trying to make shit really easy for everyone. Like I just want everything to be just a little bit easier than it is currently. And women find, I come, you know, I, I do one-to-ones with women and there's so much difficulty in being in relationship with a man as they find out about this work, as they kind of really exploring that because this isn't, like, because they're really aware of themselves. And actually, like, Rich and I have, have been like, 
actually he his life is a ton better because he's not getting blamed for everything right, right? like so he, or he knows it's you know if i'm shouty or if i'm a bit you know. shouty <laughs> sounds like a very lovely way of saying it. a little shouty it's <laughs> <laughs> my mary poppins way of saying <laughs> that i am full bean bitch um but yeah if i'm like that then he's like okay i know what day she's on i know that you know because a lot of dudes were like oh you're on your period it's like yeah Actually, because then they, they are tuned in. Right. Like, we don't give them enough credit. Like, so we're always but like, But instead oh, of it being an insult, it's exactly. like, that's what we're trying to switch. Exactly. And so what Rich is really great at is, you know, he shares a lot of this now. And we, we, we'd work, we're working at trying to share some of this together because it's helpful. Like, literally, I want to make this as easy for people as possible to be in relationship with each other. If you're in a kind of male-female relationship... To understand. I mean, even if you're in a woman and woman relationship, this is like gold because like just because I mean it's just like because it's a whole both, roadmap. Yeah. <laughs> just because you're you both bleed and you're both experiencing a thing does not mean it's gonna be the same experience. So understanding that where each other's at is like, yeah, I mean the feedback I've got from it is like this is gold, this is so helpful. But you know, for dudes didn't you know they may not bleed, but they get it and anything that takes the pressure off them. Like to understand it, you know, and Rich has in Code Red, he literally wrote, he literally wrote two pages that just kind of covers it all for dudes. Like you can just give those to your husband or your partner <laughs> or, you know, or any man in your life that you're working with and be just like, just those two pages, just understand I'm day 25, you might want to back off. But it's smart. I just think, it, I mean, anything that can just make life a little bit easier. Why are we not doing it? Don't need any harder. No, and talk about like, so part of, you know, getting in touch with your womb, getting in touch with you and getting in touch with like the feminine is also the questioning. Right. And that that's been kind of pushed out too. So talk a little bit more about like questioning, which I know we talked a little bit about before we kind of got on. The questioning and kind of also accepting like the darkness and the shadows. So what do you mean about the questioning? Well, like, I, you know, I think you said like it's very feminine to question and that's kind of been pushed right. out and that that's yeah. actually a very feminine trait that people don't know what to do. So I would love you to expand on it, which I think I get it, which is how I interpret that is taking the moment to be kind of inquisitive to your own self and yeah. to actually get into a relationship with your, it's like going to therapy with yourself right. and like get into a relationship with yourself and dig deeper to find like, the gold mine that's in there. Yeah. But I would love to hear you talk about it. I think a that's bit. the most beautiful analogy is because like most people when, when they talk about going to therapy and they're like, oh my therapist told me to get curious with my body. And it's like, that's the key though. Like it is to get curious about what's going on and to ask questions of yourself. And then you can really start to practice and discernment around the tendencies, around the is this actually me? Is this like a societal, familial belief that's been put on me and just to really start understanding ourselves because that really becomes the the knowledge that you want to work from not somebody else's like not the self-help book written for everyone but like the the the, the book I, that's like written within you every single day if you pay attention to your body I mean I can't agree with you more it's like the same thing with like kids books like <laughs> not kids books but parenting books I right. should say yeah 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 oh my God, they drive me crazy. And everyone's like, did you read this? I'm like, I don't read them. And I say right. the same thing. I'm like, because they're always one specific philosophy that was probably great for whoever wrote it Absolutely. for their child, mm. but that child's a specific child too. And, and yeah. not that there's not great things in that thing to take from it, but the problem is most people don't read those things questioning or most people don't read exactly. it going, oh, that one sounds good for me or that part sounds good for me. They all of a sudden take the whole thing as dogma. Yeah. And then they're trying to like 
live this philosophy that's not connecting to them at all, whether they know it or not. So then they're not even owning it. So then I'm like, something's like frequency wise isn't vibing with you. And yet you're pretending to live on that frequency. So it's like all off. So it's even worse, but people don't know that part. I'm like, (laughs) and then you're just, you're forcing yourself to do all the steps, no matter if you, if it's right for that kid or not. And that's what I found with writing code red was that this was a, a brand new possibility for. I mean, it's ancient wisdom. There ain't nothing new here. It's not like a. Right. It's not like a. Um, yeah, a new fitness fad or a new wellness plan. But because we've been so indoctrinated with the idea that we should um, be fixing ourselves, like when when I shared some of this, <coughs> excuse me, some of this stuff. People are like, oh, this isn't happening for me. That doesn't happen. No, 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 it's not gonna. Like, it's really hard for us to kind of get out of that mindset that we're not, it's not, you know, this isn't a five-point plan. Right, This is a forever unfolding. That's the whole, this is the whole point of a cyclic nature. And that's where your practices come in. It really helps people start tuning in, right? I mean, I like to think so. And I think that's the point about cyclic living is it's very feminine. So we haven't got yet, and it's a neuroplasticity around it. We have to practice like yeah. all of the things on a daily basis is like recognizing that this isn't, we haven't got to do these things the same way we've been taught to do everything else. This is like an unfolding. You get to decide like this isn't a self-help book. The things I write and share are not self-help. They're literally just little like, there you go. There's a thing. Just try it's it. amazing because it makes you really think about something in a different way. I do want to talk about you a little bit. So, I cool. mean, one of the things you do, <laughs> sure. One of the things um, you talk about also is, which can start shifting this from a younger, like how do you help the new generation? Yeah, yeah. Is celebrating the period, like yeah. actually making a thing about it and making it fun because you were saying how many of you can remember right. your, and you, yours was really sad actually. I know, right? Well, I think I wasn't living with my mama. And, um, Which was sad too, and yeah. you weren't fully wrapping your head around it yet, no, correct? So it's, like it's, she left. Yeah, she'd, but she had literally only left like a couple of months beforehand, and so left a number and said, like, <laughs> in I mean, case like, of emergency. <laughs> but literally that, right? Like only rang in case of emergency. She had found a new partner, she was with him. Um, and obviously, like, all loved up. And, like, as an adult, <laughs> you kind of understand it, but, like, as, as a, a kid, kid like, no. no interpretation of that whatsoever. Um, and, and then. Yeah, and so, you know, I started to bleed. And I was like, this is it. Like, this is an emergency, surely. Of like, I didn't, I, I didn't know what was happening down there. I was like, what? So rang my mum and she was like, oh my God, this is really inconvenient. I told you to only ring when it's important. <laughs> Which then uh, sets a tone. It's not important. Right? So you see, it sets a tone that that experience is not important, that you're not important. And this is like feminine wounding for so many of us. If we... And I'm not saying we all need to throw a party. Um, I was speaking to a friend the other day, actually, and she was like, oh, my daughter's just about to start bleeding. What do you think I should do? I was like, please don't throw her a party. <laughs> oh, I'm so glad you said that. <laughs> no, I'm glad you said that because right. I'm on this Facebook group and someone was talking about that and they were gathering ideas and I didn't know how I felt about right. it. Right. I was like, I appre- and it was before I had read your book, so you, it actually gave me more insight. I was like, oh, interesting. Okay, I, I was more reticent, which is the paradigm right. of like the patriarchy. I For could sure. feel it like in my bones from my reaction to that. Mm. But I still was like, I guess maybe that's what you should be doing, throwing a party that just feels like a lot. <laughs> but then maybe, tell me your point of view on it. Well, I, and I only say that because like... Pretty I mean, soon just, it's going to be like a bat mitzvah and a sweet 16. Right. And then you're, it's like we're always And it have, will be. And it yeah. will be. And you think we can cash in on, right? But it's like the... I just think that we just have to be respectful of like 
being a teen girl in the world like we knew what it was like that was my reaction yeah and it's like and a lot of women will find this work and then they'll be like oh I've got a teen daughter I'm gonna like this when she comes and they're like slumping in the corner yeah (laughs) I'm gonna literally like just embrace her with love and 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 it's like she will like again and that it would I believe might have just the same impact as in reverse yeah in reverse right so all I think is about honoring them, like gifts, like an, you know, a beautiful gift, or maybe like saying, can we, you know, asking them what they want, and, and but, also just being excited about it. I think just I mean, that is the difference of being, but like, just listening or, yeah. or just explaining, like this is happening. Like I'm so proud of you. If there's anything I can do, is it, if there's anything you want to do to celebrate this, let me know. If you'd rather I just back off, but just be in conversation about it. But don't put your stuff, which ultimately comes up because if you haven't and for so many of us we weren't celebrated at that point and whilst I love the idea of it um which is why you know that I did be, it that can be your next business you can, <laughs> you can start a party throwing business for the but Menarch. then I'm like I'm like the Menarch is I, I mean I have mine at 32 right like so I threw you know I was blessed and managed to gather some friends and have my party then right and actually but you can maybe start that could be maybe your yeah, audience right. in the beginning that's a new thing and, but I do I've done it with I've done, yeah. it with I've done it with friends I've done it with women like groups of women where we did our own menarch ceremony and it's the idea of that to reclaim absolutely what was lost. yeah so you recognize the place because it becomes a like if it's not celebrated for so many of us we stay a girl right we stay that young hmm. girl and we continue to act in the ways that young girl acted because the whole point of menarch that whole point of coming into our into our um bleed is to is to recognize that what our capabilities are as a woman so we take on our song we take on our purpose we take on what it's here what it is we're here to do but if it's not celebrated or if it's not even acknowledged right yeah. it's not even celebration you know it's like the acknowledgement that yeah yeah you've come into womanhood right like, that's awesome um then for some of us we stay infantilized we stay you know i noticed that I didn't want to pay bills. I didn't want to do the things like, oh, why is someone not doing that for me? Right. Right. And it wasn't until I, uh, you know, this, I had my own menarch ceremony, at, like I say, at 32, that I recognized, like, wait. And I asked for everything that I want, would have wanted. Like, Which was? I, what was on your list? Well, I, I bought myself a nice gift. <laughs> <laughs> I made sure I had a really nice necklace. I bought myself a nice dress. It was, everything was beautiful. Like, I wanted it to be beautiful. Like, I wanted to mark me becoming a woman a beautiful thing and and then I wrote myself a letter that I had someone read to me as if they were my parents mm. and then saying all the things that I had wanted to hear oh, was that um, super emotional uh-huh <laughs> yeah because were your parents passed away at this point or um no? yeah 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 Oof. yeah yeah I mean, sometimes easier, right, as well. Yeah, so, true. I mean, like... Probably so, easier to actually write the letter. Yeah, and I think some people get quite stuck in, like, when my dad would not say that, and I'm like, I know, but if you wanted him to have said it... That's what you, the whole that's, purpose is. Yeah, yeah. And so that's what we encourage, you know? And so it's a... I feel like it's a beautiful thing, and I recognised then that I was like, wait, I'm ready, I'm ready to take back some of my power now. I'm ready to take back some of that. Now, your mom and you were close, actually, right? By the end? By the end, yeah, yeah. So my mama died... Six years ago, yeah, five or six years ago now. Um, but I mean, this is the this is the thing about this work is that it will bring up like the, specifically the kind of mother wound stuff because you know we're we're in our grandmamas. You know, when our mama is in our you know when our mama was in the womb of our grandmamas, 
we were in our, our mum's womb, right? So, this, so anything that our grandmother was experiencing, like we are carrying in our bodies. So, you know, <laughs> and when, you know, when I said earlier about how my, my grandmama and my mum would probably be like really cross at me, <laughs> understatement, for talking about um, kind of the whole mystical lineage, mystical lineage of, of being a, uh, yeah, a witch, um, uh, a traveller, um, <laughs> a gypsy, whatever you want, any of the words that I'm not allowed to say. Um, it's recognising that that's their trauma, that was their fear, that was their anger. And like what's been so good for me now is, is recognising that as a woman here, solo, without parents, without a grandmother, is that I get to choose Mm. Um, to, to, to not carry that anymore, actually. And I'm not going to carry that. And part of my healing is to, I mean, the fear is around, you know, it, it does come from the lineage. It's, like I say, it's very much like looking around, like oh, you know, always, always on our toes. But also just to being a woman, like the fear of being heard, of speaking out loud, of... And my mum would always be like, can you just talk in an indoor voice? Mm -hmm. Which means, you know, I really do carry that whole, I don't want to speak out loud. Like, I don't want to talk about any of this stuff. And, you know, because of the lineage that I come from, not credibly articulate, right? Like, it's not known for <laughs> us to be articulate. But that's why I'm so keen on making everything as accessible as I was possible. Say you're very articulate. Bless you. But, you like, it's, I think it's... Um, just really important that everyone has access to this information. Then you can do what you want with it. Right. As opposed to it being like, this is a thing you have to do and it has to be done a certain way, which so much of the kind of mystical, magical kind of practices and, you know, yogic practices are about like, we've got a set thing, we've got to do this, we've got to do this. No, this is literally all about what is possible in your body. I mean, I love that. I'm a big proponent of that, as everyone knows. Here, That's what the whole point of the den yeah, was. Know right. specific lineage, figure out what that. works for you. It's all about just getting to know yourself better and going from there. But what do you, like, I love your journey, and I'm doing that in quotes because we were laughing about the <laughs> yeah, word, um, or your experience from when you kind of had that moment of, like, the picos and the, you know, yeah. um, endometriosis, and you started doing your own research. You started having some pretty magical moments that all of a sudden were connecting you in a much bigger way that you're like, oh, crap, I have to pay attention to this yeah. in a bigger thing. And like you on the daily, like when you're up at three o'clock in the morning, it yeah, feels yeah. like you're connecting to some bigger amazing force. goddesses. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I really believe that that's the case. But I was a super cynical journalist. I was like, you know, I was working in, like I say, working in TV, working in magazines and so cynical and yeah, like the day I walked out of the um, <laughs> the day I walked out of the hospital, and they told me like, you need to have you know you you won't be able to have children, so um, you might as well have a hysterectomy. Right. I'm like, all right. And in that moment, I think you know, and I share it in the book is that you know people said about um, he, he, <laughs> he said to me the doctor like he was talking about the womb in one breath, and then he talked about the uterus in the other breath, and I was like. So you just talk, so what are these two things? And he was like, no, it's Same one thing. thing. right? And I'm like, I was <laughs> well, 26. Know. I was 26 yeah, and I didn't you know, know, right? So, um, so, there was the, that, so that was the very practicality of it. But then walking out was like, mm. anyway, found a, you know, many things happened. But like one of them was straight after that was that there was this advert to go and, um, go and do a, a goddess thing 
in a place called Glastonbury in the UK. And I was like, are you kidding me? Like, what's that about? So anyway, I saw it and then got a commission that same day to go to that goddess thing from, a, from like a magazine. So like, clearly Can you go? you're supposed to go. Absolutely, right? So I go and the, yeah, I mean, there was a lot of crazy going on that day and I was not prepared for the crazy when I got there. Like it was a glorious celebration of womanhood and I was like overt like very overt overtly yeah I have trouble with that yeah I do (laughs) Nicole always knows I'm like I I believe all this stuff but why does everyone have to talk like that (laughs) like I said how often do I say that to you I say I need to get her a a microphone but I'll be like I believe in love and light too and I believe in this Mm. but like does everyone have to talk like that at all times (laughs) but it was the and it was the language it was being and it was just like oh and it's great it's just I don't I don't know why I have the same reaction yeah it was like and and I still do to a certain extent. And again, I think that's very healthy too, just to keep like the kind of, all right, just awareness. Yeah, yeah, just keep the awareness of everything that's going on. But uh, anyway, I, there was one thing in Glastonbury, there's this beautiful place and it, you know, everyone was in these beautiful flowing clothes. I was like, mm-hmm, lovely. Were you in like black jeans yeah. and like a black, blazer? Black. Black. <laughs> I still am now. I still wear a lot of black, so it's fine. But the... Um, yeah, so there was this magical stone. They were like, you have to sit on the stone. This is where women, this is where, you know, women would bleed into this stone. And then they were, I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, <laughs> are you actually kidding me? I'm not sitting on no stone. I'm not getting involved in any of that. Um, and everyone was sitting on it going, oh, I'm feeling this. Oh, I'm really oh, feeling it. Right. I'm, really fe- I'm like, are you? Are you? Oh. And it's just like, I was cringing. It was awkward. I was like, <laughs> no. And I was sat on the stone. <laughs> and there's... I mean, like what you were saying earlier about your pulsing vag, yeah. it was the same, right? <laughs> <laughs> like it was the same situation. I'm sitting on this thing. I had not been connected to uh, to anywhere below my neck, I don't think, for for years. And then all of a sudden there's this like, I don't know, she's like pulsing what I now know, I feel, you know, is, is like that Shakti rising in me. It was like, it was, all, you know, but it felt orgasmic and I was like not in front of these people. Thank like, you. Right, right, right. <laughs> what is happening here? Not okay. So I quickly got off the stone and um, just made my excuses and went away. And I was like, what the, was that? But then it kept happening. Like, and then the more, and that's why I say about how it's an acknowledgement, right? Yeah. It's like simply an acknowledgement that she exists, like a recognition of this incredible space in our body, this, you know, our whole entire pelvic bowl, you know, I talk about it as our cauldron, as our, as our medicine bowl, this whole possibility of what can be created in that space is, if, is, you know, is immense, infinite. And that's, the, that's what I then went on to learn. And it's been good because from that moment, I didn't, you know, I didn't, I still haven't had an hysterectomy. I still bleed very easily and well. And um, each month, very fecund. But you're not, you're no longer like in pain though, right? No. So I mean, there are times and that's when I've taken my eye off the ball because I'm, you know, and this is the deal. Like if I, I charted and I knew everything, understood everything about my cycle, everything went, you know, I went and had tests, I went and had scans and everyone was like, what? There was like, you know, there was... Oh, interesting. There was, there, was, there was stuff there, like there was, you know, and I had like polyps and da-da-da-da-da. And it was and gone. Then, and it was gone. Wow. But what I do know <laughs> is, and, and, you know, and I, was, and I was a fierce geek around all of it, don't get me wrong. Like, you know, I went and studied with people. I had massage, you know, I had womb Still, massages. that's amazing. Had, right? Um, and... But I don't claim to have fixed any of it because there are still times, if I take my eye off of that cycle, if I kind of get lost in the 
the outside kind of cycle of of living in the world outside of this you know outside of this body and I and I listen to that more than I listen to this if I start looking for validation if I start feeling then I experience the same feelings as I experienced previously so does it go I don't know is it constant? Is it it's is almost it like, like you're connected alarm? into this different part that doesn't Absolutely. feel the same kind of earthly things? Yeah. So if That's I tap into the nor- the normality of of life of living in a kind of go 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 society, if I if I, if I kind of don't honor the the phases, then my body will let me know. Talk about Malta, the experience <laughs> there. No. So you went to the, like the female goddess, and but this yeah. guy, this guy, guide and guy, mm. sought you out. Right. I mean, again, it was another crazy mystical experience. I mean, it's, it just happens. <laughs> it's like, but it was, it, it was. The, the place is very patriarchal. I mean, if we're going to keep talking about the patriarchy, and I just want to keep saying that, it's not dudes. It really is an energetics. Like, it's a very Catholic um, island um, in the Mediterranean. It's beautiful. Um, but these beautiful, very masculine structures of like churches and opulence have been put on PowerPoints. And on that island, you know, so underneath, and which is where you will always find the feminine, you know, underneath. In the womb. Uh-huh. Interesting. And the underneath, there's, there's, you know, there's these amazing temple spaces. I mean, there's temple spaces outside, but most of the temples in Malta, the magic, the real powerful ones, are underground. You know, there's the one called a hypogeum, and it's like, it literally is a womb space. Like, so you go in, and, and it's where, it's said, it's where women um, would go to dream, and literally, like that's the what happens in our premenstrual phase. It's when we, I mean, in our in our menstrual phase, it's like we literally, if we allow ourselves the time to rest, then we can dream into being. But it's also where you know babies were birthed. And anyway, it's it's like this beautiful cosmic womb. And there's been some amazing songs and music that's been recorded there in that space. That if you listen to it, there's a song called "Returning," and it's just so beautiful because it was recorded in that space. So powerful. Um, yeah, so the, the but there's these incredible spaces on that island, and um, I, I, we we you know my husband and I bless him, <laughs> I drag him everywhere. Like okay, so we're going to Malta, and he's like brilliant, brilliant. Okay, what are we going there for? I don't know. She's called me, so I've turned into one of those like you just feel it. like you got a now. message. <laughs> You're like I'm going right. Well, yeah. So we went and um, yeah, and then we went to this one place, and he this this guide came up to me, and he was like. Okay, so you need to go to this one. And I was like, sorry. And I do, you know, I, I don't dress like a certain... There's no way he would have been able to pick up on... I don't know. I no, mean, like you, look, you could have been an average tourist. So yeah, I think... The fact that he's like picking you out. Yeah, yeah. And he was on. like, oh, excuse me, excuse me. And he was like, the god, you know, you, you do the work of the goddess. And I was like, I mean, I like to think so. But, <laughs> <laughs> but we'll see. And I was like, uh, yeah. And he was like, okay, so you need to go down there and you're going to say these words. You're going to stand in front of this altar. And I was like, am I though? I was like, all right cool and then he you know gave me some things to say and I'm like all right anyway it was this long path down did you go by yourself or did you go with your husband no and 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 he said like rich was to come with me but to wait outside and I was like okay and he he stayed at the top I was like what's he doing so anyway there was like hundreds of tourists I was like I'm not standing in front of a thing doing a thing Uh, you know that's not how I roll um get down there like those tourists weren't there like we got I went in there like there was no one in there and I was like where are they gone that's anyway, amazing. Went in, did the thing, and then um, a whole what solstice. Happened? And that was on a solstice. And then um, the, whole, the solstice after, Rich and I moved there. So um, 
So we moved there for a period of time. But what happened when you were in oh. there? Because even in the book, you kind of like, you say this and then it goes off. And I was like, <laughs> it's interesting that you don't talk about it. Well, because it feels, very, it feels sacred. very sacred. Yeah, it feels very special. And um, I wouldn't believe someone if I told them. Oh, I would. <laughs> I love, this is the shit I love. Are you kidding me? I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just think, yeah, I mean, it was beautiful and profound and and then literally, and and it was as if it was um, um, like the whole world stopped, and I was being spoken to specifically. Like I heard some messages and things I was I was here to do, and so like I say, one of those things was to be there, and so Rich and I moved there on the basis of standing in front of an altar, saying a few things, doing a few wiggles, and <laughs> <laughs> and and that period of time was also very um, the time we lived there super magical but like cleansed the f- it was it was like gnarly like it was gnarly for both of us like, like stripped us of everything that we thought we knew about ourselves in our relationship um wow shit show to be honest but in the best possible way because it's been made us so clear now about who we are what we're here to do and how we're meant to do it so and she was like, it will only be for this a period of time. And I was like, no, we're going to book it. You know, I went against it because I'm rebellious, right? So I'm like, okay, so she tells me to do this. And I'm like, oh, we'll, just, you know, we'll just sell everything, Rich. We'll just go. We'll sell everything. And then we'll just go. And then we'll just be there for, you know, I, I love it so much. It's so magical. It's so incredible. <laughs> it's so pa- and then that's what we forget about the, the goddess, what you were saying earlier about the, you know, there's so many different aspects to her. There's so many faces to her. There's so many sides to her. And that's represented in all of us as well. In that, you know, we think of the goddess and we think, oh, she's so powerful. She's so lovely. She's so kind of all loving. But she's also fierce. And she also will show you how to, you know, it's the dark, it's the, like, the light and the dark, the shadow stuff is to really burn up what isn't working. And, you, you know, when you're faced with that and, you know, you've chosen to be in a place that's going to burn you. Literally and figure. I mean, there was people there that were like, "She's a witch." Oh my god, she's a witch. And like, yeah, it wasn't fun. And I mean, I am, <laughs> but like, so I couldn't really argue with it. But, but yeah, it was. Um, and Mary Magdalene is like one mm. of your your ladies. Yeah, she's she's my homegirl. She's she's powerful, and I think that she's the one that's closest to all of us right now. So there's a lot of people that would be able to say that, or um, I've um, had an experience or with her, with her because. I mean, I genuinely think she's our guide for t- these times. Like, I think she's our guide to see us through these times to, in, in the remembrance of coming back into our body. You know, she was a she was a, an incredible healer, a self-healer, like able to show other women how to heal. Like, she was an alchemist. She was like a, a tantric dakini, you know? She was all of the things. So, I mean, and I think or recognizing that's how we're going to come back into our bodies is through that connectivity. Um, as women, like remembering through pleasure, remembering through our senses, remember through touch and smell and feel, as opposed to, you know, trying to figure it all out With your in head. our heads. It's funny because there not there like a whole group of people who call themselves like the Magdalene's, kind of like people who feel like what you were just saying are... Yeah, yeah. I mean, like there are lots of people that, um, you know, are receiving messages from her right now and... I mean, I'm not so good with all of that because I think that, like, I don't like anybody thinking exclusively that they've, you know, everyone has, has got access. access. Like, I just, I, I mean, and 
I'm sure there are certain people that are receiving like bigger things, but ultimately I don't want that to stop people thinking like, wait, did God just, wait, is this a message? Is this a sign? Yeah. Like if you feel it is, it is. It like is. don't wait for someone to tell you like, oh, you know, you have to be initiated by this, by that. And then that's like a big part of what, you know, we've been taught that we always need an intermediary between us and us and spirit, however spirit looks to us. Like I, you know, I feel like I connect with Mary Magdalene because she's, um, she shows up in so many ways for me, you know, and I, that's how I, I recognize. You talked about that trip to Dubrovnik where like it was Mary, 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 everywhere. everywhere. <laughs> but it's interesting, your mom was dying at the time, yeah. right? Why, yeah. why was she so intent on you going to Dubrovnik? Was that a trip you already had planned or was there something no, about no, it? My, um, my mama was very keen that she was like, you need to go, you need to go to Dubrovnik. And but why, she like, just had a feeling like you yeah. had to go? Yeah, yeah. But she's, interesting, you know, but she's, she's a witch too. But. Yeah, I mean, she was, she was very much like... And then you went and it was like Mary everywhere. Everywhere. And then I came back and then, but it was almost like she was showing me that my back was got, you know, it's like, and actually just allowing, when we, when we do allow ourselves to receive those messages, it's as simple as that. And like they're everywhere. everywhere she was, it was just like, wow, okay. And it could have been, you know, it could be Mary Magdalene. It could have been, it could have been Mother Mary. It could have been any of the Marys, right? But right. like Mary for me is she. You know, so it's like, and so she is feminine force, and that feminine force is just a reflection of myself, um, my higher self, the self that. Do you believe in past lives? Yeah, yeah. Do you feel like? Do you feel any connection to any of this goddess stuff in a past life? Um, I think um, I write about in the book sometimes in, in, in which about how I think the public speaking element for me, the tricky bit that I find with public speaking is because I was somebody who spoke out in and a previous life and, and had my tongue. Like, so it's a very clear um, recurring dream that I had when I was a kid. I was mute for a period of time in my in my childhood. I know, like for three years. Wow, um, that's like and they substantive. Yeah, right. <laughs> and and couldn't and no one could figure out why. Um, and actually, um, yeah, just recognizing that that actual act of having my tongue cut out is you know, it, and I was having this dream and this dream and then oh the, my God. and um, and yeah, I, I mean, I believe it's a past life, but I mean, it's up to. Again, like I, I'm just not of the of the teaching that you know there is this, there is that. It's like if it's real and true for you, like I believe that it was. You know, I believe that in a past life, I had my tongue cut out, which has ultimately affected my life this lifetime. So, what is the difference, or is there not a difference between a witch and a goddess? I think when I talk about witch, um, I mean the word witch was used as a derogatory term. I mean, it still is, but it was used as a derogatory term by people ultimately to to um, show women as um, magical. So what we were talking about at the beginning, you know, around if a woman could, you know, if a woman had a cat, if a woman um, wasn't married, it was just a way in which people were able to say that a woman was... Um, powerful mm -hmm. and so it was used in a derogatory way so that she's a witch and then the, the that, that's how the witch hunts began so that word wasn't a word that you know was a good thing 
So I think that, you know, that there's actually a reclamation of the word mm-hmm. is about us claiming that back because it's actually about our power. You know, whereas I think the word, the term goddess, and I, you know, I speak with some women and they're like, oh, can we just talk about goddesses? Do we have to talk about witches? Because like witches makes me do, you know, it makes me cringe and makes me feel, you know, awkward. And I'm like, it's because of the connotations that it has, right? So inherently it's the same thing. It's just one has always had this powerful. Well, I think, yeah, I think positive. goddess is a more kind of spiritual sensibility. And I think witch is much more of a, like, yeah, a word that was used against us, but is now a word of power. I love it. Let's do your four U's. Quick four U's, okay. just quick answers. Yeah. Meat or veggie? Veggie. Crystals or malas? Malas. I want your on it salt or sweet oh that's tough no, I'm not on it now am I jeez sweet morning person or night owl morning amazing done oh cool that was so easy you're <laughs> so much fun to talk to I want you back thank because you I have a gazillion so more much. questions but I was like it's gonna be forever we're gonna do our person practice so stay tuned but thank you for being here and just being such just you know a leader for all of us ladies to step into our power because it is so important and even I think for powerful women there's so much more to learn and so much deeper to go and then for women who don't feel powerful at all just even have those steps to even start reclaiming it is huge so like you're doing just everyone such a huge service thank you so much for having me oh my god of course this is great it's been like a year and a half I think in the making so awesome thank you thank you Lisa's going to lead us in a personal practice, which is the practice for womb connection. So this practice of womb connection, now, you don't have to have an actual womb. Um, it's, you know, this is more about disconnecting with the space and the energetics of creativity and of being a creative, having the ability to create in this space, in your pelvic bowl, So I just invite you to place a hand on your heart and a hand on your womb space. And just to take in three beautiful big breaths in through the nose, hold for the count of two, and release noisily and audibly in your own time. Now let your breath return to normal and just bring your attention to the space between your heart and your womb space. Just allow the breath to move between the womb and the heart. So in. And just allow the breath. Allow yourself to feel that space. And please don't be hard on yourself if you can't connect to this space yet. This is a practice. When you're 
ready, I just invite you to bring the hand that's on your heart down to the womb space and just to bring all of your attention down to the space that's between, between your thighs. And just as you breathe, bring your attention down deep into the medicine bowl that is your pelvic bowl and then down deep, deep, deep into the center of your thigh space. And this is just breathing in your own time, in your own way. All we're doing is bringing attention to this space. Allow any sensations or feelings to be present. And if there aren't any, again, please don't be hard on yourself. Just keep breathing into, deeply, deeply, deeply into that medicine bowl. Into the place underneath the palms of your hands. nothing to do here you're just acknowledging her existence Now when you're ready, breathe in through your nose. All the way down to that womb space. And exhale through the nose. Making sure the exhale is longer than the inhale. All the way down into the womb. Hold. And exhale.
And when you're ready, just place a hand back on your heart and keep a hand on your womb space. And just feel the connectivity between your heart and your womb. Just keep breathing in through the nose and out through the nose, making sure that out breath is longer than the in breath. allowing the energy to move from the heart to the womb and from the womb to the heart. If you have a question to your womb space, remember she is an oracle now with some love breathed into her. Ask that question. I'm not promising she'll have an answer. Not yet. But just be open to receive any sensation, feeling, color, thought. Word remember if you don't receive anything this doesn't mean that anything is broken or not working it's simply a practice and the more you do this the more you connect with this space the space between your heart and your womb space the more this channel is open the easier this will be to create a channel of connectivity So when you're ready, bring your hands into prayer or just place them both on your heart space, whatever feels good. And just give thanks to this incredible body that you currently reside in. And give yourself a deep bow for showing up to her and for allowing yourself come into direct communication and relationship with her today. Big love. Ten Talks podcast would not exist without these incredible people, Nicole Rappi, Reem Edon, Hayden Fungheiser, Kim Bielik, and music by Alex Fetter. Thanks for joining us. If you haven't subscribed, please do. And also wherever you listen, please go and leave us a review. It's so greatly appreciated. It really does help us out. If you want to keep talking about all this stuff, please join our community on our secret Facebook page. Go to Facebook, search Den Talks Podcast, and join us there.